This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. I just drink wine. Well, hello again, old friend, and welcome to the wine situation. Where the situation is, we are all home alone, drinking alone, or with limited numbers of people who live with us, hopefully. Uh, and I, Ellen Clifford, the palate, I'm here to be your drinking buddy and get us all through this because it's always better to share your wine. Even if you can't really, you can at least feel like it. So before I go any further, let me make this very important point. You really should uh, have a glass of wine with me. I'm fun. I'm pretty friendly. People, people will tell you. I think I'm an okay conversationalist. In fact, I managed to record nearly an hour of myself talking to myself nearly every week. So um, just imagine that you're here talking to me. <laughs> okay, this is going to get weird. Um, yeah, it's the wine situation. We, uh, we get through the situation we have by drinking wine and drinking it together. And uh, what else? Um, I'm Ellen, uh, if you're Ellen Clifford, if you are worried that I'm like not the right person to be, you know, telling you what to drink, uh, I got creds, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a certified sommelier, I, I write for Delectable, I am almost done, oh god, I'm almost done with the, uh, the diploma program for the Wine and Spirit Educational Trust, so... You know, if I tell you something about wine, it's probably true. Oh, well, which is not to say that I do not make mistakes. In fact, I, well, I make mistakes when I don't like double check details sometimes. I have a correction to make right off the bat. I last week was talking about absinthe and I was talking about the compound that uh, people thought made you, you know, go crazy when you drank it. And I called it like Jew Jones. I don't know where I was getting that uh, from. I looked it up later and it is actually Thu Jones, which I hope I'm saying that right. But uh, here, let me read this uh, fun, fast little bit about it for you. I hope you care. If not, probably just like fast forward, maybe 15 seconds. <clears throat> In the 19th century, the excessive consumption of absinthe was linked to a condition called absinthism in which patients were said to suffer from seizures, seizures, hallucinations, and ultimately death. <laughs> Contemporary research pointed to a terpene in wormwood, thujone, as being the cause of this phenomenon. It is known from modern research that thujone is a toxin that can cause convulsions, but the dose needs to be extremely high for this to take place. Ian Hudden of Le Cours de France and others have researched claims that 19th century absinthe had levels in excess of 260 milligrams per liter by comparing samples of 19th century and contemporary absinthe in a uh, gas chromatograph. The results show that Fujian levels were no higher in the 19th century than they are today, levels that are completely harmless. So, um, yeah, the, these people weren't crazy because of the Thu Jones and their absinthe. They were just alcoholics. Um, and if you guys, if you do have a problem with alcohol, please don't be listening to this podcast right now. I, yeah, just 
don't. I, I don't need that lis more listeners that badly. I need more listeners. I always need more listeners. But, um, you know, I like my listeners to be to be healthy. I like my non-listeners to be healthy. So if you have a problem with alcohol, don't listen to this. Wow, that got really dark really fast. And this isn't even a goth episode, at least not in name. How is everyone doing? I feel like a lot of us have sort of really settled in by now, kind of. And people are actually now sometimes uh, getting to go back out into their offices and stuff. And I, I hope that, uh, you know, I hope that we do this slowly and carefully. I am, I've been feeling a little perkier in the last week or so. I'm not sure what it is, if it's a combination of like work feeling good and productive or it could just be I've continued to, to get outside. That's good. Uh, I hope you are doing all right. So let me get into the agenda for today. Okay, <clears throat> first off, I'm gonna give you a hot tip that has nothing to do with wine. I just think it's a really hot tip. Uh, then we will commence another rousing round of who, what, when, where, why, wine. The game that actually is a game, even though in this podcast, the game of this podcast is that most of my games are not games. You probably only get this if you went to UCB to study improv. For the rest of you, I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay, we will also be drinking, because as I said, I'm going to be your drinking buddy. I have this luscious glass of wine from a, a, a woman winemaker sitting across from me. We are then going to have the very first, the inaugural installment of Just Add Wine in which I add wine to a situation and tell you how it went. I've got a good one today. And then, and oh, let me be clear that between all the other segments will be um, more clues from the who, what, when, where, why uh, segment. That, that will be a segment sprinkled through my other segments uh, until we get to the last segment, the, the drunk dial, which is going to be so much fun this week. So... Yeah, if you haven't gathered, the other thing this podcast is about is segments. Segments and tangents. Tangents and segments. Don't you forget it. All right. Let's just uh, look. We're only like maybe six minutes into recording and we're I've already gotten through all the intro. I'm like, God, did I, did I say enough? You're probably like, yeah, you said too much. I was going to tell some stories about my day because it was like one of those days where I was just working all day and then I went to acting class on Zoom and then I recorded an audition on FaceTime and then I was planning this and I'm like, woo-wee, it's 10 o'clock at night and I'm just now recording. That's how it always goes. <clears throat> Tangents already. What did I tell you? So let's get to the hot tip. I just recently... I, well, no, I have always said that my style of decor is lava lamp light. I have two lava lamps. They're beautiful. They are have silver bases, and one has like blue liquid and and purple innards, and the other has uh, purpley liquid, purpley pink liquid, and pink innards, which I was calling the gloop gloop until I realized that the, the gloopy part is probably in fact what they're <laughs> referring to when they call it a lava lamp. You guys, they are the most soothing thing on earth. That's why I own two of them. I turn them on every night now, especially that I'm, like, not leaving the house. And just having their pretty, pretty light is so soothing to me. Growing up, I had one with a black base, clear liquid, and the lava was purple, and it was also beautiful. 
they're not that expensive either. Check it out. Like, just do yourself a favor in all this home time and get yourself a fucking lava lamp. You will not regret it. Uh, I had a friend recently get one and I saw it and I was like, oh, you got a lava light. You get me. Incidentally, I think the trademark actually, for some reason, I feel like we all call them lava lamps. And the trademark is actually lava light, L-I-T-E, light. Anyway, that had nothing to do with wine. If you hate that, like, you know, drop me a note. I'll try not to bore you more in the future, but get a lava lamp. Okay. <clears throat> so let's have the first clue of this actually game game, who, what, when, where, why, wine. Your who this week is Districtus Australiae. I'm saying this wrong. Contralatus, a.k.a. the DAC, which is a system of de- uh, designation of origin for different regions in the country where this grape that I'm going to be looking for eventually comes from. Uh, there, there's a lot of uh, pretty unique grapes there, so don't jump to any conclusions throughout this. Just let me tell you that. Don't jump to conclusions. And now we are at the part that we've all been waiting for, which is like to introduce the wine that I'm going to be drinking today that is tantalizing me. I came by this winery uh, very in, in one of those roundabout ways. I had been hired to create a craft cocktail for this wine to uh, <laughs> wine to table dinner to table. <laughs> I can't talk. Farm to table dinner, and so I created this really cool cocktail. I called the Verbal Herbal because it was had um oh what did it have in it? It had herbs of some type. I'm not remembering now. I think there was some thyme. And, oh, and some lemon, uh, lemon ver, uh, verbena, which is why I called it the verbal, herbal, verbal, verbal, herbal. I'll have to look it up and give you guys the recipe later. It had. It was really good. It had like homemade limoncello and bourbon, I think, and yeah, and raspberries. Oh, it, and herbs. It was. It was fantastic. In fact, I also served that as the sort of welcome cocktail at the dinner, and people were coming back for more and getting a little trash before dinner which is too bad because the person who sponsored the wine for the dinner was none other than Nan Helgeland of Martian Winery. She is our our woman wine person of this week, and Martian Winery is her her winery. Let me me read you what they have to say about her. Um, Nan, our leader, owner, and the queen of the Martians, founded our 102-acre ranch in 2007 and planted the vines and began farming biodynamically in 2008. She is wicked knowledgeable about all things Martian ranch, is an avid birder, and gives the best vineyard tour. Definitely come spend a day with her in the vineyard and learn all about what we do. You guys, I actually did just that. I drove up to where they are um, with my dad and she gave us a whole tour of the, of the winery and she's just she's a fucking force of nature she's one of those women that is just really cool and you can care really cares about the people that she's working with she and she has this like whole it's dreamy where she lives well i think she also lives in malibu a little but um in uh elisos canyon where they are She's got this beautiful, like, big library. She's one of those people who's like, oh, well, our head winemaker, his kid's getting into these books, so I stocked the library with the the complete series for him. And, like, she's just so giving. Um, Just a really cool woman. Uh, Let me read you a little bit more what they say about Martian Ranch. Martian Ranch is a biodynamically farmed vineyard in Alisos Canyon, soon to be its own AVA with its own unique microclimate 
typically 10 degrees cooler than Santa Ynez Valley and 10 degrees warmer than Santa Maria, we have warm days and very cold nights, allowing the fruit from our vineyard to achieve incredible concentration and balance. Guys, if you want one thing in your wine, it's balance. If you want another, well, I'd go for concentration. <coughs> our quote-unquote moon dust soil is well aerated and mainly comprised of shaley clay loam. Yeah, baby. Martian Ranch and Vineyard is the creation of its proprietor on Helgeland. Despite rumors to the contrary, Martian is the blending of the names of her sons, Martin and Ian. Her drive to find uh, our plot of land specifically to the uh, to find our plot of land specific to the varietals she wanted to grow, farm biodynamically, and love of nature speak to her vision and uncompromising standards. I co-sign on, on that statement. That that sounds just like her. And the cool thing is they give their, um, they give every wine sort of in addition to just listing the variety, they give it sort of a proprietary name uh, that has to do with space or science. Like uh, this particular one I am going to have today is called Gravitas. They've also got ones named like UF Auric. <laughs> uh, there's a mothership one. There's a, uh, yeah, it's... It's great. You should just go to their website and look it up for yourself and buy the wine. You won't be sorry. I promise you this. Well, if you, if for some reason you got a corked bottle, you'd be sorry. But, like, that can happen to anybody. Even the finest vintners, especially the finest vintners probably. <laughs> I don't know. I have not uh, fact researched what... Um, Actually, yeah, because sometimes I feel like the cheaper wines are screw cap or they have the fake cork, so like material, so it, it doesn't get corked. So maybe especially the fine wines, I don't know. Okay, so what's going to happen is I'm going to cheers you and take a sip. I hope you're like one glass in already by now, at least, because uh, <laughs> that was probably a lot to listen to. I'm going to cheers you. I'm going to take a quick taste of this. Then we'll have another clue, and then we'll uh, we'll play what's in the glass, the game that's not a game. Cheers. Ooh, yeah, baby. There is a reason why after I tasted the wine at that dinner, I was the cocktail maker that I was like, I have to seek this woman out. Uh, this uh, 2014 Gravitas Tempranillo is quite delicious. Let's have another clue. Uh, let's remember our who was Districtus Austriae, A-U-S-T-R-I-A-E, Controlatus, the D-A-C. That's your who. Your what is three what's. They are Steinfetter, Fetterspiel, and Schmarogd. Because it's really fun to say Schmarogd. These are uh, categories of wine in a region where this particular grape is uh, grown that have to do with ripeness. And Schmarogd is sort of the most... Uh, renowned one. It has to have over 12.5 uh, potential uh, level. 12.5 grams per liter potential uh, alcohol. And uh, smaragd means emerald light lizard. So that's interesting. And it often shows botrytis. It's like the richest of, of all these categories. Um, so if you ever see smaragd and you're like, what the fuck is that? It is a category of wine that has to do with how much. Uh, Sugar was in the must when they were making the wine. It is a dry wine, I believe. I think it's always dry. 
if there's botrytis, I'm feeling like maybe not. But you know what? I've only had schmorogged like once or twice in my life. Sad, but true story. So, the 2014 Martian Ranch and Vineyard Gravitas Tempranillo from Santa Barbara County. I don't have a ton of tech notes on this for you. It did spend, uh, it says 18 months in oak, although it didn't specify new or old. And uh, it was, well, it's biodynamics, so it has, I think it has to be a native yeast fermentation. In other words, they did not add yeast to this. Uh, and as far as I know, it's all Tempranillo. Let's just uh, play what's in the glass. So this is, uh, it's getting to be slightly rusty looking at the edge, but rather it's its deep, but not opaque. Um, yeah, like it's, you can tell that this wine is starting to get a little age on it because it's looking a little, a little bricky towards the rim. Otherwise it's sort of a purpley red. On the nose, medium, I would put it medium plus, you get, Quite a bit of like sour fruit, sour red fruit and cherries. Mm. A little bit of like leatheriness to it. Um, oh, I think I get like, I'm getting the feeling that these were old oak barrels, but I think I get just a hint of maybe something vanilla-y or maybe a warming spice. Shall we taste this? Let's do it. Ooh, it packs a punch. Um, acid, I'm just gonna put it medium. Uh, tannins are, are medium plus, they, they're quite grabby on your tongue. Apparently there used to be a thing where people were like, if you feel the tannins in this part of your mouth, it means they're from oak. If you feel it another way, it means it's from the grape and that's BS. Hmm, I think the alcohol level is medium I might be high. I feel like it might be like 14, eh, maybe 13.5, but that's like borderline high alcohol. Uh, let's see if I'm right, actually. Hold on. 14.5. Okay, my 14 call was the closest. Good on me. Go to Team Cliffy. I gotta stop calling myself Cliffy to myself. I do it all the time. <sighs> uh, there's a lot of earth on the palette. There's a lot of like... A little more darker fruit, but still like a lot of like deep red cherries and black cherries and strawberries and I think they're oh yeah, I'm definitely getting like an oak vibe on this. Hmm. Yeah. And I'm like inclined to say oak tannins because I feel like I get the oak at the mid palette on my tongue, which is right where the tannins are really hitting, is like in the middle of my tongue. I don't know what that means. I'm trying to pay more attention to where in my mouth I experience things, because I think I've said this before, I always get a little when people are like, the mid palate tells you this and the back palate tells you this, and I'm like, really? Does it really? I guess it does. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of earth, like baked, <laughs> baked mud. Um, and I feel like like bark and dried things. I think that could just be the the age on it. Like I get a little bit of like sort of cola root um, or chicory. Is that a thing? Uh, yeah, I get something an interesting sort of herb on this that verges on green but feels dried. I'm not being a good wine writer right now. Let's see, tannins, alcohol, flavor intensity is medium, complexity is uh, 
medium to medium plus finish how long will this wine last let's find out Ooh. I'm gonna put it medium plus it really gives you a bright I, okay this is the first wine that actually is really making me examine like where my palate experience things it really hits you up front with like bright cherries and then like settles into like the rust and leather and and soil as it travels through and then like little bits of, of fruit course along with the rest of it i'm so amused by this wine i don't know why um maybe it's because martian makes really good wine and i enjoy it let's see what um like the critics said about it because i the web page had the tasting notes only for the 2016 so I'm going on the, the tasting notes I found on wine.com. Um, let's see. Winemaker notes. Rich soy sauce aromas with hints of smoke and blueberry. This is... That's, I, I can see the soy thing. I don't get smoke or blueberry. That's okay. Dark red fruit. Yeah, I told you. Dark red cherries. Surrounded by firm tannins and long finish. That's true. Enjoy with your favorite mixed grill meats, spicy chili rellenos, or Mama's Lasagna. I don't know whose mama it is, but they capitalized it, so maybe they mean Nan. Uh, I would love to eat lasagna with Nan. I went to go hang out in her library with all the books all day. It's so beautiful up there. God, if you can get up to visit Martian, you really should. It's just, it's great. Um, oh, and biodynamic uh, wineries are cool because they're so, like, they try and be an entire sort of closed system that like feeds itself so that means there's animals there's other plants there's usually there's like a vegetable garden and it all sort of works together synergy uh, synergy i'm not saying this right there's a synergy to it that's as close as i'm gonna get <laughs> um there's also let's see there is some critical acclaim for this from wilfred wong of wine.com uh he gave it 90 points a pretty fine example of New World Tempranillo, the 2014 Martian Gravitas exhibits bright red and black fruits flavors that sail onto the palate and beyond. Yeah, they do. The wine's Bing cherry flavors pair it well with roast pork and a side of fruit compote. Well, okay then. You guys. Don't be afraid of uh, Californian Tempranillo. I do wonder why she gave this one the name of Gravitas. Is it because it, it really does sort of like stick with you? It has a gravity to it? I don't know. I would love to ask her. I should really try to get Nan Helgeland on the phone for a drunk dial one of these days. Shall we move on with our game of who, what, when, where, why, wine? We shall. Who was the DAC? I'm just going to say that now. What was Steinfeder, Federspiel, but most of all, Schmarag, and your win? Your win is uh, for this country. <laughs> it's 1985 and the, the great antifreeze scandal. They were using diethylene glycol, which is basically antifreeze, to like bump up the body of their wines. Apparently, like it lends a sort of like fullness and silkiness to, to wine 
And the stupid thing is how it got discovered is that this dumb winemaker was trying to write it off on his taxes as an expense for his business. So, and then because of that, they're like, wait, but why do you need antifreeze to make wine? And he's like, I don't know how he responded, actually, but, but basically they discovered a lot of wineries were doing that. So now you know that if you're getting wine from this country, that you are probably getting, you know, pretty, pretty pure wine. That just made them, it made it, because everyone was just like, we're not drinking uh, wines from here anymore. It made this country really clean up their act and like pr pretty strict, uh, uh, make some pretty strict rules for, for how things are made. Oh boy. Let's move on. We are now ready for the inaugural uh, rendition of Just Add Wine to create a real wine situation. So this is something I had done once before lockdown uh, last summer when my, my bestie, my best friend Maurice came in town and our friends Belle and Stan, we, we went hiking and Stan's like, Ellen, you're you're the wine person. Bring a bottle of wine. And I'd never really, I'd never really kind of wanted to bring wine hiking because I guess I feel like I want to be done with the hiking, and then drink wine. But it's just a fucking long hike. I was probably like four miles out, uh, three. Um, Stan claimed it was like a really short hike. It wasn't. Uh, to but we were going to like a really great view. Uh, and I brought a bottle of Chardonnay from. Does it by Talbot? Maybe. And we all shared that, and a bottle of wine for four people is not that much. And it was so refreshing, even though it was like it also, it was kind of a chilly day in summer. One of those pretty cold ones, you're like, I need a jacket in summer. And alcohol is warming, so it kind of did a dual, uh, had dual purposes there. That was the first time I did that. So recently, Recently, I've been doing a lot of hiking, quote unquote, in the Hollywood Hills, and uh, my friend I've been doing it with uh, discovered this uh, little path that went off uh, off the hills and had like a really good view and sent me a picture of this like bench saying two words, wine picnic. And I was like, oh yeah, fuck yeah. So it was a couple Saturdays ago. We decided to take wine, and I was like, okay, but we need to get in, like, a good, like, he said it wasn't that far, and I'm like, okay, we need to get in a good sweat first, We're like, we need to hike. So we took a lot of detours, and then we had to take even more detours, because I suddenly was like, you know, if we're going and drink, I'm drinking a lot of water because it's hot, and if we're going to drink a lot of wine, I should, uh, I should find a restroom before we get to our destination, which led to a lot of backtracking and going all the way down the hill to Franklin. Uh, now you know around where I hike, and eventually ending up at Gelson's to, to use their bathroom. Yeah, we took so many detours that, <laughs> like, literally about two and a half, three hours later, we finally made it to our destination, at which point, oh, and one of our stops had been at the, the, the Beachwood Market to, to buy wine, at which point I was like, it's Saturday! And it's getting late, and I'm buying us a bottle of Bandol, because I fucking love Bandol, and I'm going to live life. We get to the, we finally got to the bench, and guys, there's some crazy houses to look at from the Hollywood Hills. And it was night by then, so there were all these like weird, there were all these weird lights in this one house. So we're going to go back and bring binoculars. Um, but 
so adding wine to this hike was great because by then we were just like tired and we kind of like we kind of guzzled the bandol a little bit it was so good we had snacks too we, we were being responsible hikers also we were mostly just like walking there wasn't steep hills uh like we weren't trying to go up like tricky trails or anything we, we it was safe hiking um otherwise i'd be like yeah, if you're in a place where you like, you really need to be sure of your footing, probably don't add alcohol, but just add wine to a nice, simple hike. It was so nice. It was so nice that we like opened another bottle of wine we brought just in case, because you know, who knows whether you're going to be in the mood for rosé or Pinot Noir, who knows, who's to say. Uh, had a little bit of that. And then like, by the time we made it back, it was like four or five hours later, I was like, that was a long ass hike and I looked at my steps and we'd gone like eight miles and I was like I feel like there need to be more night hikes with um just adding wine so I've done that at least once more since the initial tryout and I intend to continue especially I mean we're not going out drinking guys and everybody's just uh like hiking is the new club Except without all the people, like, don't, don't do it with anyone besides, like, this is my, <laughs> yeah, just don't do it in groups, guys. Play it safe. But I thoroughly recommend just adding wine to hiking to make a wine hiking situation. It's really fun. If you do it um, at the right time, you know, you can bring snacks. Just find a place that you want to go. And the thing I also recommend is that you, depending how long you're going to be going, that you just like not, um, not have the majority of the hike to do after the wine. Like try and like wander around until you're going to be satisfied, then sit down and then have the less long parts to, to get back. Although I guess depending how much alcohol you drink, you're kind of like, eh, it doesn't matter. I can slog up this hill forever. Um, not forever, but that is your very first just add wine. I'm trying to brainstorm. If you have any suggestions of situations you'd like to either have me experiment adding wine to, <laughs> uh, send them my way and like I'll try and uh, do them and see what happens. It could be a fun experiment, but not driving. Do not drink and drive. Don't do it. You guys, are we down to our where? And who, what, when, where, why, wine? We are. Who was the DAC? What was Steinfetter, Fetterspiel, and Schmerogd, a category, uh, three categories of, of wine in a region where this particular grape is uh, one of the main ones? Your win was 1985, when in this country there was like a big old scandal with uh, antifreeze, which uh, you guys, I. I I was going to be like, where? Austria, duh. But I'm pretty sure a lot of people, if they were listening, when they heard Districtus Austriae Controllatus, they were probably like, oh, she's in Austria. Um, <laughs> so the where is where you oft find this grape, which is in a liter bottle. What grape do you often find in a liter bottle? Not enough. <laughs> no, that's that's not true. Although, if you have a crowd, I mean, the bigger the bottle, the less corks to pop. I don't know. Um, so that's your wear. Before I give you a why and reveal the grape, I will tell you, um, it would, I'd really like it if you went on Apple Podcasts and just, you know, 
left, left a little rating, left a little review. If it's not going to be five stars, you know, don't waste your time. Don't be a hater. Also, if you're like listening this far, you're probably not a hater. I hope not. I hope you're my friend. I mean, if, if you take the time to listen to this, you don't know how much I actually, whenever someone tells me I listen to your podcast, I'm like, <gasps> I sometimes, I, I have this weird self-confidence that makes me want to make things and write things and put things out there in the world that are my creations. And I'm like, the world needs to hear me on this. And yet I'm still just like shocked when people are like, oh yeah, I did that. I enjoyed it. I'm like, oh my God. It's a strange di- uh, dichotomy. <clears throat> So, yeah, if you want to go on Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review, that'd be so cool. I should probably have a contest at some point, like, to give you some sort of incentive. Like, win a FaceTime wine drinking session with me if you leave me a review. Um, I don't know. Okay, let's just have our last clue in who, what, when, where, why, wine. The why is you're eating something like asparagus or an artichoke that's difficult to pair. And needs like just a wine with a lot of high acid and kind of like green and and sprightly notes to it. You guys have probably figured out by now, especially when I got to so the Steinfeder Federspiel Schmaragd thing, are designations that only happen in Wachau. I think I'm saying that correctly, W A C H A U, where they sort of they are a DAC now, but they also have like their own sort of regulations and the two grapes that are like. The main grapes there are either Riesling or Gruner Veltliner, but you don't see Riesling in liters. So hopefully by now you figured out. And also, you probably don't want to eat Riesling with asparagus. That sounds that sounds not good, guys. I'm not the person. I well, no, pairings are important. <laughs> Avoid that one. <sighs> but Gruner Veltliner would be be a, not a bad choice for something like asparagus that's hard to pair. Um, also, I'm really curious. I've always said Gruner Veltliner, and then I also hear some people be like Gruner Feltliner, and I don't know which is correct. I can tell you that it is a white wine. It is mid to late budding, mid to late ripening. Gruner takes its time, guys. Uh, it thrives in nice. That's G-N-E-I-S-S, which I believe is a metamorphic type of rock. Um, Loess and other weathered rock. Ooh, that's nice. You know, it's like, so it's kind of known for having like really peppery vegetal notes and also kind of sometimes tasting a little like lentils. And all this sounds like not good, but it really is in a well-made one. Um, It can have a little bit of floweriness to it. The... Yeah, white pepper is like the biggest thing where you're like, woo, this is peppery and I taste greenery. Uh, you probably, yeah, you probably have a Gruner Feltliner. Um, higher acid, or I, I'm reading like different notes from different sources. Uh, Guildsam calls it elevated acid. Uh, yeah, uh, give it a try, especially like it can be really good value. Those leaders are sometimes a little hit or miss. I've never had one that I've been like, I don't like this. Um, but I don't know. It's fun to be like, I have a liter of wine. You guys, actually, here's the thing is people think, oh my God, a whole bottle of wine. A whole bottle of wine has like four servings in it. So it's not that crazy. If you're drinking it all all by yourself, 
things will start to get crazy depending on your tolerance. Actually, yeah, just follow your tolerance. Don't listen to me. I drink too much wine. Um, but I, yeah, I enjoy Gruner. I also like it because it was the very last wine that I had to identify when I took like the unit three, which is like the monster unit from the diploma program. Uh, it was the end of 12 wines and the one right before the Gruner Feltliner was a, uh, a very sweet Riesling. And I didn't know, I was like, this feels so sharp and acid and peppery and bitter, but I don't know if that's just because I just drank um, while I was spitting because tests. Um, I don't know if that's just because I just had the sweet wine. It was like such a mind fuck, uh, but I correctly identified it. And ever since then, I've been like, yeah, Gruner, I got you. I see you. That's cool. Um, so that was your who, what, when, where, why wine. Okay, um, I think I'm feeling good about this episode. I think I kept it, like, not too long. I think I didn't leave anything out. I always have my agenda in front of me, but then in addition to the agenda, there's all these other papers of things, my, my sources for information on what I'm telling you. Um, and I always worry at the end, I'm like, did I leave something out? If nothing else, what did we learn today? We learned that we should uh, have a lava light, and that it is, in fact, a lava light. We learned about Gruner Feltliner and Schmarag, which means Emerald Lizard. Don't forget it. We learned about Martian, named for Martin and Ian, um, and Nan Helgeland, and biodynamics. I feel really fulfilled, actually, guys. I feel fulfilled is a full glass of wine, which mine is not. Mine is on the nearing empty side, but this wine is kind of like... I know I give you updates. This wine is kind of like... It kind of sticks with you. It's one that sort of forces you to drink it a little bit more slowly than others, perhaps. Which is probably not a bad thing at all. I'm very much enjoying it. Okay, well, it's that time. We have a drunk dial to do. I met this week's drunk dial um, one night, maybe a year or so ago, at Mirabelle Wine Bar. And just like this really cool woman uh, hooking me up with all sorts of good glasses of wine and started talking to her and found out she was studying for tests too. And yeah, totally, because I always, you know, pick up girls at bars is what I do. <laughs> so uh, not like that. I got her number um, so we could stay in touch. And then, you know, it's, it's the LA wine world. So we see each other at tastings and stuff. Uh, she's now a SOM at Republique, and you can also see her on Psalm TV. She uh, does their blind tasting series. She's in an episode of that. She is in their Sommelier's Notebook series. She does a class on um, Chardonnay. Uh, so we're going to have a nice talk with Claire Copey. Claire, welcome to the show. Hi, Ellen. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. I am happy to have you. So you're, you're on the road to San Francisco right now, right? I am on the road, and I may or may not be stopped at an In-N-Out in the middle of nowhere right now. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, we might get to learn what you order at In-N-Out as well as uh, the answer to these questions. The, important, the really important things. Yeah. Right, yes. So what style are you? Um, <laughs> oh, you got to animal <laughs> style, of course. Animal. This is what I hear. <laughs> um, okay, well, if you're ready, we can hop into the questions. I'm ready. Fire away. All right. Number one, very difficult. What's you drinking these days? Ooh, I'm honestly, I haven't been drinking much red. I've been drinking a lot of just whites 
and uh, sparkling as well. I mean, it's pretty hot out in LA and uh, I just need something refreshing. I rarely drink red wine anyway, but yeah, I've been drinking a lot of uh, champagne when I can get my hands on some good stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, question number two is what's the best or just most interesting pairing you can think of that you've had? Ooh, the best or most interesting pairing. You know, this is, <laughs> I'm just going to keep on talking about champagne because I love yeah. uh, But no, this is like, this is something that um, my lovely wine director at Republic introduced me to, Sam Ressmeyer, awesome dude. Um, when I first started working there, he had me try our uh, short rib dish with a glass of uh, Blanche de Blanc. Uh, I believe it was Guazo. And uh, he said, I know most people don't typically think of pairing a champagne with red meat, you know, and a very hearty red meat at that. Yeah. But uh, the minerality in that was just crazy. And of course it cuts through all the protein and all the fat in there amazingly. So anytime I get an adventurous <laughs> guest, I love to suggest that. And I just love watching their mind get blown like mine was because it's really cool to, to do that, that pairing. So yeah, that's a fun one. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, champagne with a really <laughs> I know that even. <laughs> but people are like, oh, not with steak. You're like, yeah, yeah. you know, the typical is the big, you know, structured red, but dang, that champagne was really, really awesome with that with that short rib. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Question number three is kind of in honor of your um your sommelier's notebook thing you did on Chardonnay on the on the bomb TV. Uh <laughs> what is your friend save chardonnay and, and you can say a blanc de blanc champagne <laughs> it's definitely up there yeah that that pierre peters uh that uh non even their non-vintage you know is just fantastic i'm actually <laughs> bringing a bottle of it up to the the people we're visiting in san francisco oh, so that's lucky the back them. of the car <laughs> oh very excited um yeah i honestly like i love chardonnay so much it's really hard to obviously just just pick one um but yeah, a lot of like, you can Chibli. name a few. <laughs> sure, fabulous. I mean, you know, if we're if we're doing Chablis, of course, you know, got to give shout outs to Dovisat and Ravenel and all those those big boys. But also, I mean, you've got Morono Day who trained with Dovisat and they're beautiful, solid Chablis across the board. They're all, you know, beautiful in style, very classic, very nice mm. and, and mineral and racy and all that good stuff. But I do love some of these, you know, the Santa Barbara Chardonnays coming out because they're they're beautiful California shards. They're not your typical you know, oak butter bomb that right. a lot of people think that like really hardcore cougar juice. It's not like that at all. They're <laughs> elegant. They're beautiful. Chris Peel is making some beautiful Chardonnays. Love Ojai Vineyard. I love all their wines. They just make really beautifully balanced wines across the board. Um, yeah. Another <laughs> producer that I'm really enjoying out of Santa Barbara that doesn't get a lot of credit is Story of Soil. She's making. Oh, they're fantastic. And they're really hard to get your hands on those wines they're making it's not chardonnay but they're making some really fantastic pinots and like and Syrahs, like cold stories and soil story of soil. soil yeah it's a female winemaker too she's i'm gonna have to really look it up good wine because yeah. i'm like my thing this season is only doing like uh women made wines so i'll have to look them up check it out she's awesome yeah she's cool. awesome all right um question number four four is were you to make a wine yourself what do you want to mm. make and what would you name your winery <laughs> oh gosh that's hard i'm Ooh. sorry i always give people this question i'm like i should maybe warn them but you never that's know really not, that's okay we'll see what i come up with on the spot because yeah <laughs> whenever i think about like what would i name like a restaurant or a winery or something it takes me forever because i'm yeah. like what's the latin word for this or something cute like that <laughs> um 
what wines would I want to make? What wines would I want to make? <laughs> good wines. Um, good wines. I mean, I, oh, I good love, answer. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> good wines, hopefully. I love Syrah. I, mm. I think Syrah, just a beautiful, like, beautiful, cool climate Syrah. They're racy. They're pretty. They're, you know, they've got all that savory, peppery, yeah. meaty. Oh, yeah. They're just great. Love to work with Riesling. So mm. much fun. Yeah, just all, just all high acid varieties, please. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think Chardonnay is fun, too, just because it is so, I mean, it's just, it's pre- it's pretty neutral as a grape, so depending on where you grow it and, and what style you're going to use, like, it uh, it can really, really vary, so that would kind of be fun to put my own stamp on it. What would I call, <laughs> what would I call the winery? Oh, gosh. I mean, you have a really great name. I'm like, Claire Copy. you can be the next Copy person. Oh yeah, thanks. <laughs> the alliteration. I don't know though. Maybe something to do with like horses, like because I love to ride horses. So oh. maybe something to do with that, like oh god, I don't know. Cool. Uh, something to do with I don't know, like <laughs> halter bit ranch. I don't know. <laughs> I <laughs> like it. <laughs> Who knows? Come back to me on that one. I'll figure it out. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, question number five is just uh, what's bringing you joy these days. What's bringing me joy? Whew, it's a really, I mean, this is weird for everybody. And it's, I yeah. think it's such a cyclical time of just, uh, not cyclical, I should say, but just kind of a roller coaster. Because one week I'm feeling just, you know, fine and dandy. Yeah. Like, this is okay. And this is nice. It's nice to take a breath. And then the next week I could scream or burst into yeah. tears. And you actually, <laughs> went, you went through half of you had the virus, right? I did have the virus in the beginning of it. Yeah. Um, Good God. So glad you're okay. Yeah, me too. Thanks. We passed um, on our way up here. We passed a card that had a sign on it that said "COVID-19 is a hoax," created by the oh government. And we were like, "Yay!" <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Oh, Lord. Um, but what's bringing me joy? Honestly, getting outside um, oh. has been really crucial. And just taking little road trips in and around LA, just driving out to Malibu. You don't even have to get out of your car. Just for like me being near the ocean and just being in nature and being outside, really, really yeah. helps. Um, and I've been doing a lot of non-wine related reading as well, which has really, really been great cool. to just expand my knowledge in other areas and yeah, just kind of take Anything, care of Claire. What have you, what have you read recently? <laughs> you know, what I'm reading right now is really fascinating. It's called, um, The Hidden Life of Trees Ooh. and it's by this German, uh, I believe he's a horticulturist. Uh, it's translated into English, of course. Um, <laughs> I don't speak German, but, uh, it's, it's about how in wild forests, how social trees are actually, and how they communicate with each other, how they protect each other from uh, predators. Like for example, if a specific species of tree is uh, getting its, you know, its leaves are being eaten by an insect, it will first of all release a bunch of tannins in the leaves to make those leaves like really bitter tasting. And then it'll Ooh. release signals to the nearby trees of the same species to be like, hey, start doing the same thing, make your leaves really bitter. And then it also releases um, like a hormone uh, into the air that attracts that specific insect's natural predator, which I think oh. is awesome. That's yeah, so super it's, cool. Yeah. And it's written in a very approachable way. Like it's very, very easy to read, very digestible, and I think fascinating. So. I'm gonna have to look that up because I it's love cool. I love science. I love science books. <laughs> oh yeah, and I, it kind of relates to vines because you know those those vines they yeah. talk to each other, they communicate, and when you have other you know, kinds of vegetation around to, to protect them and, you know, cover crops and stuff. It's, it's really interesting to to get into how trees interact and talk to each other. And instead of just thinking of them as these, you know, sedentary 
objects they are, you know, indeed. They're alive. They're yeah. alive and they're beautiful. <laughs> yeah. um, great. Um, is there, before we wrap up, is there anything you want to tell people to look for, where to find you, if they want to say hi on, on the media or uh, uh, yeah, you want sure. to plug? Uh, yes, Besides, go to Republic. Uh, <laughs> go to Republic when we reopen. God, God help us. I don't know when um, that'll be, but come visit. Um, yeah, if you if you so choose, you can always follow me on Instagram at Claire underscore Kobe. Lots of fun. <laughs> cool. Well, awesome. This is so good. It's so good to talk yeah. to you. I can't wait talk to you. We are all tasting wine together in person again. I know okay. that'll be great. You're doing well, yes. Yeah, I I've, I've been relatively busy actually. Like I'm, I'm like I already work at home. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you're like the same. Yeah, it's great. great. You can keep busy. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm happy to be able to talk to you on on your yeah. awesome podcast here. Thanks, well, thanks so much for for having me. It has been an honor to have you here. Um, have honor. a have a great trip. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> cool. Let's talk to you later. Cheers. Sounds good, Alan. Cheers. Class. I just drink wine. I just drink wine. I don't fuck with men and maids. I just drink wine. I don't fuck with coffee maids. I just drink wine. Give me red, white, or say, Don't touch me, motherfucker. I'm a Somaliite. And a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.